hundred years. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta get it done. No time for fun now. Take me back when I was a kid. Never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now. What's the plan now? Gotta move on. Stories that need to be told. Mike Young still in Detroit. Going on week number two and a half of being home. Sitting in the kitchen with my brother who just finished a 48 minute workout. Non-stop on the treadmill. Doing his burpees. Killing it. Squats. Much thicker than me as I sit here. And I dwindle away from my post-vertigo body. That spun me into probably about an 11 pound loss. Muscle mass goes away within three days of me. Um, I think it's a virus. Your head looks like a cantaloupe on a toothpick. Uh, my head looks like it doesn't fit on my... It's, my neck's barely holding up my head. Barely. Your neck is bowing. Your head's so heavy. I'm trying to rebuild my body. I'm taking protein <laughs> in the morning. Um, I'd like, you know... Uh, my Last we left off, my brother basically got me to go see a therapist because as soon as vertigo hit, it only lasted about six seconds. And it was basically termed mild positional vertigo. And from that six seconds, I spoke to 17 doctors. I went to three hospitals and I talked nonstop about vertigo for... Uh, uh, say it with me. Trust. 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 You have trust-ish. Why are you why are you skipping your voice like that? I'm saying it so that you understand it like a fucking Sesame Street character. <laughs> <laughs> I have so my brother, we basically we left off Rob was like, you need to go see a therapist. You know, obviously vertigo is just a symptom of some other shit that goes on. Usually dehydration is the number one cause. Go ahead, Rob. You seem like you're anxious to talk. Do you wanna guess what brought on my vertigo? Go ahead. Guess. I don't. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but you have multiple things it, when you're saying that it's not, it, vertigo is a manifestation of all the things that are going on in your life. And I told you that, and your doctor told you that, and your therapist told you that. So now I've basically said what I've had to say without a medical degree, but you heard it from the doctors as well. So I was just saying it from a hypothetical perspective that you have so many other things going on in your life that it manifested itself into Vertigo. Right. And vert dehydration, the way you were living. We don't need to get into that. You weren't living your life right. You weren't living a healthy life, even though you felt healthy. But you're like, I'm wondering why you weren't sweating. Never sweated. You, you don't sweat. Well, you know, you know, a lot of people don't sweat. But a lot of people have other issues. Your issue with that was dehydration, which caused and led to, which is a symptoms or a part of vertigo. It's like, okay, when they do the checkoffs... When you come in with vertigo is, do you sweat? No. Boom. Right. Anyway, you got a lot of fucking issues. A lot of issues. A lot of fucking issues. I'm two, I'm two therapy sessions in. It's been feeling great. Mom's phone. Mom's phone. Hold on. Let's get the phone. Let's see who it is. Hold on. We're going to see who the phone is. My Someone's calling my mom. It's out of the area. Hello. This is my mom's Hello? phone in the kitchen. Hello. We will see who it is. Hello. My brother's talking and he's about to hang up if no one answers. And there it goes. Goodbye. And there it goes. So basically, two sessions in and the guy's fantastic. You know what I mean? I talked it out. I talked nonstop. And I'm, I'm, I'm opening up straight up. I'm glad that I went to therapy. 
I'm glad that my brother sent me in there as an emergency call because he could hear it in my voice and see the way I was looking and see the way I was acting. And right, knows right. the way I was living. All right, enough, enough about me and my superhero antics. What about what he told you as far as, you know, some things that you're, you're recognizing about yourself now? That you told major, yeah. major trust. He said the three things I need to think about for myself right now. Trust, receptivity, and balance. Uh-huh. Trust meaning... Listen, I've had some traumatic things happen in my life. We've talked about it before. I've been physically beat. You know what I mean? I've been attacked. I've been... Mentally exhausted. No, I'm saying the trust is if you pattern it out, you go, okay, I was sat down. I was beat up in a place. Then I was jumped afterwards and and I both times put in the hospital very badly injured. And my physical trust issues, I I have a problem with people in my physical space I do not trust, even with girls that I've dated, if a girl like touches my face, I'll break up with you. Yeah, yeah. let's get into that for a second, how you broke up with a girl, a beautiful, awesome, cool girl, uh, but in a second. But if you really want to see what Mike looked like after he, uh, after, after the beatdowns, your picture on your album cover that you used, Everything is funny. Everything is funny was a picture of you after Florida, right? No, that was actually after L.A. That was after L.A. So that had like a while after. That was like a month and a half yeah, after. Yeah, that was a while after because the mongoloid animal elephant man <laughs> swelling, blood-curdling look on your face went down. But also you... Uh, yeah, look up uh, the, my comedy album, Everything is Funny. Yeah. So, uh, just type it in. So just so you know, that album is how many years old now? Ten. Okay, at least ten years old. So if you think about it, Mike... When you did that album and you put that picture out there, that was a part of your process to heal because you were putting it out there. You wouldn't have put that out there subconscious. Subconsciously, that was your, I think, I think I'm not, again, I, I, I have no medical background. None. Zero. Other than I know when something hurts or I've hurt somebody. But the fact is, is that that could have been a subconscious move on your part to heal, to get past it, to put it out there because everything is funny is the title. And there was nothing funny about that situation, but in order for you to heal, that was then. And it took you a long time. Maybe it's because the album didn't do well. Nobody bought the album. I couldn't heal. Who knows? Maybe if the album did better, you would have been fine. By the way, somebody's taking money off that album and I have to find them. I literally don't even know. It's like comedy. Dine- I don't even, I don't want to say the name. <clears throat> There's a company out there that like gets paid off downloads. What's the name of it? It's, it's Olio. The story, what was it called? Everything's Funny? Everything is Look funny. Look up Everything's Funny. You let us know where you can buy it or download it and then we'll find the person that's taken money from us for the last 10 years. Yeah, and I will go in there Ice Cube style with my brother who looks like Ice Cube. <laughs> so, so two... You look like iced tea. I look like ice. You look like melted ice. I look like popsicle. You look like a, yeah, you look like a blow pop that's frozen. Yo, I am rebuilding though. I've been lifting a little bit of weights the last couple of days. I'm taking protein in the morning. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get. It's it's so weird. This By the ha- way, is that that? It's funny. You know how lion shirts. If you if you wear a lion shirt and the, and the lines are going up and down, it makes you look skinnier. And supposedly the lines that go the width wise of your body make you look thicker. Yeah. You have a shirt on right now that has lines that are going wide. Yeah. But it actually makes you look thinner. It's a disaster. <laughs> you have so much to work on. So much to work on. Material My, things and internal things. 
the question to myself is, how come when I have like a crisis or like an anxiety moment, why do I lose weight right away? What is it about how, the body that just like eats itself within a week? You were on a plane, third grade. You have bitch tendencies. You had a pie thrown in your face. What did that have to do with it? I mean, you were theatrical and soft. <laughs> you're just dramatic. You're a fucking actor. You're a, you're an entertainer. You're an artist. You're a sensitive person. The you sensitivity be... is bullshit. I wish I was fucking harder. Yeah, but I mean, you are harder. You're just you. you I'm a gangster you, you, dancer. Yeah. I'm a ballet yeah, gangster. You're yeah. You're an arabesque dancing, back bending, toe tapping, you know, hardcore motherfucker that can cry. So there's nothing wrong with that. I'm like one of those old school musicians, like back in the '50s, like the old, like the old black guy, like musicians and like the, the entertainers who would like roll on the road and be incredible and dope. But they always had a pistol in case someone didn't want to pay them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Buddy Hackett or Buddy Guy. Even like Buddy, yeah. Anybody it, with a B in their name, BB King. Yeah. John they, Lee Hooker. Yeah. Doesn't they would go town to town, B. be incredible artists. You know, do their thing with the people. And that's how you got paid back in the day because everything was done with a handshake. It's the same, same shit, different day. But are you saying that you're not hard enough to walk in and demand something? I, I, I would. No, I'm saying I, I, would, I'm, I would refuse to believe that. No, I'm saying I don't like how when I have an emotional thing that I get so it just eats away at me. Yeah, and, I, and, and I lose weight right away, and you can tell. It's anxiety, I, and you don't. It's not that you lose weight; it's just the things that you eat don't help you gain weight. And just, you know, and you're active, so you're burning calories. But when you eat half of an avocado gut and you eat a fucking cracker and a, and piece a, of bacon. And a raspberry and a piece of Swiss cheese and, and a piece of salami out the door and, and, and turkey bacon and you leave it out all day and you nibble on it. I mean, you eat like a, you eat like a, a, a gerbil and a parrot. As if a, a, a gerbil, parrot, and a, and a billy goat all live together. That's how you eat. And you shit just like the billy goat. Every two seconds, blah, 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 little droplets come out and you just leave your mark. And It's and not good. Shitting is like dying, right? Didn't you say... My you body basically... Yeah, my body... I don't want to talk too much about that, shitting. It's not a good subject for the podcast. But I feel like the, my body thought it was dying. When you go on an intermittent fasting, the way your body reacts is the way it reacts when it is dying. That's why you go to the bathroom all the time. That's why you, you hallucinate. That's why you get dizzy, a little lightheaded. But I, I didn't really like. I got into a groove of just waking up, drinking three cups of coffee, writing till one o'clock in the afternoon. From one o'clock to two o'clock, I walk, take a walk, coffee, the, walk to the Grove, get another coffee, boom, no water, no water, walk back home. Maybe pick up some carry out, eat like four bites on my walk, and I was just walking that's, and drinking coffee. That's and interesting to me because every time I'm in LA, you have bottles of, of Fiji every, everywhere. I mean, literally half drank bottles of Fiji every, every place you can sit on and rest your hand, you have water next to your bed on the nightstand, in the living room, the dining area, your writing area, and the kitchen. Yeah. There's bottles of water everywhere. How the fuck are you dehydrated? Because I'm not drinking the bottles of water. What I'm are you doing? Pouring a little bit out of the time? I'm taking a sip here, a sip there, a sip here. I'm just not drinking it. Bro, you came off, you, you, you perpetrated the most hydrated human being for so long because you have water everywhere. I thought you were overhydrated. Yeah, right. No, there's bottles of water sitting around. They're just sitting around. They were sitting a, around for a long time. Yeah. 
the only time I went crazy and really started drinking water is right in this recently when I got the when I had the, the vertigo thing and they said drink it, stay hydrated. I went and got Fiji, Fiji, Fiji. Did they tell you to stay hydrated with water? Or did they tell you any electrolytes? Did they tell you pop is okay or Gatorade or a Pedialyte or anything like that? Did they tell you anything? No, like they just, that. They just said water. They just said stay hydrated. These people don't. These doctors, I don't care. That's why I've seen twenty doctors, and that's why I have trust and faith issues in doctors. Because what are they going to do? They just look at you. And they go, and then they test you, and they don't look inside of you. They just look at you, and they go, okay, you got positional basic vertigo, and you need to stay super hydrated. Nobody says electrolytes. Nobody says anything. If it wasn't for County, I wouldn't know about electrolytes. Oh, she really? brought the Pedialyte over and, oh. and injected me with uh, sodium. You know what I mean? Did like you, I was in an emergency room. Really? Did you get your test results back? Yeah. She what? said they were all normal. She said a little bit of calcium deficiency, a little bit of sodium deficiency, which is could I be could, dehydration. I could have told you that. You've got weak bones. You know, I just, for me, it's hard to believe until someone does a thorough check on everything, you know? But like, why uh. I have to just have faith in, every, in everybody. And meanwhile, like I said, at the end of the day... I've spun for 10 seconds out of a month. I haven't had any spinning at night except for a little bit, a tiny bit of rocking. You know what I mean? That like after I did that thing to myself, I did the Eppley maneuver to myself. So I'm just a complainer. I'm a bitch. Is Eppley an acronym or something? No, it's a maneuver. It was invented by a guy named Eppley in the 80s. Is that his first name? No, something Eppley. Like Jimmy Eppley? Yeah. Like we start talking and I start looking at my hand and I see that freckle on my hand and I go, oh, is that skin cancer? It is. It's definitely skin cancer. Right. It's skin cancer. You should go get it looked at. Right, I will. And I get dizzy when you say that. Yeah, it's skin cancer. Yeah. I mean, it's just stupid to say. Well, yes, and I'm not a doctor, so I could be wrong. Right, Ma? Ma, Ma, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, who knows what it is. But when's the last time you went to a real doctor and had them check you from head to toe and then stuck their finger in your toughness? A month ago. You had the whole checkup with thing. the booty thing? Everything. Have you gone up and you had the colonoscopy, right? That was five years ago I had it. Well, maybe you just need to take a nap. Maybe. Maybe you just need to, like... I just need to shake up my life. How about doing life? something for yourself? I mean, didn't the doctor say something about you doing something for yourself? Like, like, like you need to like be healthy for yourself, right? But didn't he say anything like... Who, the shrink or the doctor? The shrink. I refer to the doctor. He I said mean, balance. Yeah. Treat yourself right. Drink, always drink your water. You know what I mean? Shake up your life if you're in a rut, if you're in some kind of rut. You know, I'm in like a positive rut, I call it. You know, I'm getting my work done. I'm getting, you know, I'm doing fine. I'm getting, you know, whatever. I have jobs. But yeah. I'm in a day-to-day, everyday rut that just feels dark. All right, let's talk about this weekend. We got some good shit coming up this weekend, right? I'm going to Florida. You're going to Florida. I'm leaving first thing, uh, not tomorrow, yeah, the next day. No, I'm going to Florida. When am I going to Florida? Is today Monday? Today is Tuesday. Tuesday. So I'm heading to Florida. Monday? What would you say, Mom? Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm heading to Florida. You're heading to Florida this weekend. You got some. You got a show coming up at Coco Casino. Coco Casino Saturday night. Me and Bob Saget. I'm flying in Saturday morning. Um, 
back to LA Sunday. I got some people from work going to your show on Saturday. Cool. Uh, it might be sold out, so give me the names immediately. Um, I'll give you out. his name right now. I'm going to say it on the air. No, but I just found out it's going to be probably sold out, so this, it's going to be tougher than I thought. He's my buddy that did the 10 minutes of stand-up. Right. That he Actually, he kicked ass. It was awesome. You'll like him a lot. He was great. And yeah, I work with him. He's a good dude. Yeah, I won't be hanging out after the show. Yeah, he'll be coming backstage with his entire family. Yeah, I won't see him. Yeah, you will. Neither will Bob. But Yeah, you'll see everybody to take pictures and get an autograph. I'm very excited to meet your coworker. <laughs> He's a great dude. Um, you know, maybe Brian will come Saturday night. If he wants, he can come, of course. You know, but yeah, I go to Coco Casino on Sunday. And, you know, I, I get anxiety flying to Florida, then flying all the way back to L.A. on Monday. I mean, on Sunday. I thought you were coming back here. No, I'm flying back to L.A. You're going to put all your shit in storage? Yeah, and I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a shake-up move. I'm going to move out of my apartment. You know, you know what would be fun is if you did that, we talked about this. I fly out to L.A., we drive cross-country together. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid. How much fun would that be? What do you, what do you um, humming? Ma, eat more prosciutto. Mom, drink, drink water. Oh, you're eating right out of the bag. Drink, wa- drink water, Ma. She almost choked last night. On water? No, on chicken. On that oh, big chicken. You did the Heimlich maneuver on Mom last I was night? About, I got up to do it. Do you know like, how to do it? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I was, was going to figure it right out. I've seen pictures. Yo, Ma, you need to have a choking thing here. Like a, a what to do in case of. <laughs> she starts, she goes, get away from me. Like she could, she, I, I, I like went to fly. save her. I went to save her. She was good. Like Jeff Goldblum in the fly. Yeah, she flied me. What'd you do, Ma? Just regurgitate it and get it down? Yeah, cho- threw it out. Ugh, come on now. And then ate the pita. <laughs> she choked, laughed, and ate again. Yeah. Yeah. It's going down. It's the whole thing is going down. So everybody's going up north. You're going up north in a week. I'm going to go up north for the fourth. Brian and Katie are coming up north. Uncle Sam's staying at our house. Congratulations. Yeah, It's going to be great for you. I can't wait. That's going to be great. I'm going to make him food and he'll send it back. So do you want to talk about me going to therapy or what do you want to talk about? Yes. Well, that was how we started. He's, he's staying with you on the 29th? Yeah. Uncle Sam is. Yeah, he's coming up. I so. think after the 4th of July, I'm probably going to head back here, cross country. I'm going to stay in L.A. 4th of July. That's in two weeks or whatever. Uh-huh. So my boys are having a big party in Where? Malibu. Where? Chris Chelios's house. At Chelios? Yeah. Oh, he's They rented either. his house. Oh, uh, again? Nice. Tell Kenny Chesney I said hello. Yeah, Chesney Elios. That's great. Connolly will be there. His movie will be going worldwide at that point. Uh, Kev will be there. I don't know what's going on. It sounds like it's coming out. It's good to hear. It's anyway. Out. It's out by your house. It's already out. It's in the theaters right yeah. now? Yeah. It's right your house. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go see it. Yeah, go see Did it. Did he put himself in it like uh, no. you do? Uh-huh. Uh-uh. So anyway, so therapy was great. You're going back when? When's your I don't next know session? when I get back. What? I'm not going back till I get back. I mean, I can't go back. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Oh, yeah, you're, leaving. Oh, yeah you're going away. I'm so, leaving. So I'm going to call him on Monday. We're going to do a phone session. I'll pay him Venmo, you know. An hour long uh, while you're in hour LA? Hour long while I'm in LA. So you're going to stay in LA for a couple weeks. couple weeks, which I'm anxious about because that's where the vertigo happened. And uh, I can't stop talking about it or thinking about it. And I'm completely obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going back to LA and I'm going to shake up my life. I'm shaking it up. I want to get out of that apartment. I'm yeah. done with it. You know what I mean? I've been there too long. Yo, therapy, what was the deepest, darkest thing he got into at therapy with you? 
He didn't get, he didn't go deep and dark. He just let me do the talking. What was the deepest darkest thing that you talked about <laughs> that you that you had to uh, that you trust? Tried to I have no trust. I have no Why? trust. Why not? Why not? What happened? I have no idea. It all happened. You don't have any idea. I've, I've been violated. <laughs> I've been. <laughs> You know what I mean? I've been tricked, walked into a dungeon, <laughs> gotten stomped out, beat up. <laughs> what else happened? What else happened? What else happened? Anything else happened? It goes back to that early death, early, <laughs> early deaths in the family. You know what I mean? All that shit. All that shit. You know what I mean? Every cousin that tried to jerk me at an after hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll start naming names. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm, I was too good looking of a young boy. <laughs> you were, you know. You, I should have never dressed as a girl for Halloween. No, it wasn't that. You did that as a teenager. I was 24. <laughs> you did look good. I told the therapist, I said, Jesus, man. Because the therapist is like, you're really in touch with your masculine side. You need to get in touch with your feminine side. I'm like, maybe I'll bring back the dress that I used to wear on Halloween. <laughs> it was a solid outfit. I'll start dressing like a woman. Who was it? It was you, Zion, and uh, who else? I remember you and Zion. Did Marcus go out with you in a dress? Who was the other? There was another dude. Brendan, probably. Probably Brendan Brown. Maybe. But yeah. There's a lot of shit, man. You don't dig up everything in therapy in two sessions. You know what I mean? You got, you got to dig it out. And I've never really, I've never been to therapy. I've never done it. Right. I've had so much shit to talk about and I've never done it. Yeah. So when I sat down, it just started flying out of my mouth. You know what I mean? It was like, bam, I was on autopilot. <laughs> it's better than flying in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, you went through some shit back in the day. I mean, the fact is, is that you can talk about it now, and and uh, you got. And I think once you start cracking this stuff open, you'll you'll start to see that you know, as serious as it is. Yeah, and it's, it's not also, just the two beatings that I took. No, you know bro, I mean? that had nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, relative, relatively speaking, it's all the other shit that happened prior to, and you had that going on prior to the beating. So the things that you went through as a kid. And then the things you went through as an adult, you've had stages of your life where you've gotten crushed. Absolutely crushed. <laughs> well, stories that don't want to be told. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to talk about it. We just simply don't want to talk about it. This is a new episode of stories that don't need to be told. Let's not talk about it. What don't we want to talk about? Let's not talk about all the things that we went through in our lives. Let's not talk about the beatings that we took. Let's not talk about the assholes that were in our neighborhood that, you know, beat us up that were older than us, that dad had to go defend us. Let's not talk about that shit. Let's not talk about what molded us into the men that we are today. <laughs> stories that don't need to be told. Some of the greatest stories, but you'll never hear them here, on stories that need to be told. But if you go to podcast number two and change your dial, to whatever, you'll go to stories that don't need to be told, which is a whole nother topic. You're really on a roll. What was the, uh, how come I got bullied so much as a kid and you didn't? Because you were always protecting me. I mean, you really didn't get bullied. That's not true. I saw shit. That no, but, who bullied, no, but nobody came at you. Bro, I saw the same, I saw, I saw what you went through. Yeah, you, but you, you were protecting me. You don't realize it. You were protecting me. You're my big brother, 
And whatever went on with you, you were protecting me, especially the shit that happened when you were younger. The reason that, that, that you, you know, got into fights or the reason that you got into trouble sometimes or, or were in the positions that you were is because you were defending me. It's none of this shit was your fault. It was probably my fault for talking shit or for doing something or they were coming after me and you protected me. There's probably some of that. Right. Because you were always and still are my biggest protector. You've right. always protected me. You it's have, exhausting. <laughs> well, I'm a grown-ass man. You're a grown-ass man, but you're still protecting me. And don't think I don't notice it. You know, don't think I don't appreciate it. It's a great Does anyone appreciate anything? Uh, Does anyone even appreciate anything? I'm worn out. I lost weight from protecting you. Do you know I'm down I mean? 30 pounds from protection. Yeah, I'm just gonna start carrying a fucking weapon and not having to not and just protecting. I'm I, I'm gonna, I'm voting for guns. <laughs> I'm bringing. Guns. Yeah, I'm voting for I'm voting for you. Are you guys doing a podcast? Yeah. No, we haven't started yet. We're just getting rolling. We're about to turn it on now, Ma. Yeah. Ma, so you almost choked yesterday, huh? Oh please. What do you mean? Oh please? You didn't yeah. you didn't have a bad moment at the dinner Thank table? You. You know, you, you took no. too big of a bite or What's something? What's that about, Mom? No, it was a piece of chicken that had, like, gristle on it. Oh, gristle chicken. <laughs> Some more Nasty chicken. chicken. Let's talk about chicken you don't ever want to eat. Chicken with gristle. <laughs> right. Mom, Mom, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, yeah. Mom's great. So All right, good. so back to therapy. Therapy was great. I'm glad. Thank you very much for making me go. Who in this room has gone to therapy? Me, you, Mom. Mom needs to go more, but she doesn't. Yeah, mom she thinks she's fine. She said she went to her therapist. The therapist told her she was fine. Don't come back. Yeah, what she said. Really? You told me that one time. Who was? Oh, that? I don't need to go. I'm good. Mom, who was that? Your Uber driver that you yelled at? They told you to get out. Don't ever come back. Yeah, it's good shit. What do you think, bro? You think I'm cured of the vertigo already? No. Huh? No. What do you know? You're not going to be cured of the vertigo until you're until you. You get over it. Get over a bunch of shit. Oh please! Vertigo is a different thing. <laughs> Vertigo is a mind fuck. You don't even know what you're talking about. You really don't. Well, what are you asking me? Yeah, because I want a real. I want a smart opinion. Do you think? I mean, it's a physiological thing. It's not. I can't worry vertigo oh, into my head. Let me draw some blood and stick out your tongue and look left. I, what do you want me to say? You look fine. You look like a million bucks. You, you just told me my button. neck was like a toothpick with a cantaloupe on the end of it. Yeah, it doesn't look any different. You can work out all day long. You look great. You look fucking amazing. But you look, you know, you look, you look like you're um, looking for answers. Looking for answers everywhere. Anybody got a crystal ball out there? No. I'm looking Nobody for answers. Does. You know what you got to do? It's so like Winnie the Pooh said. <laughs> <laughs> What? Remember what Winnie the Pooh said? Oh, he said, "I don't know where I'm going, but I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a step in that whatever. I'm gonna take a step from where I'm standing right now to get there." Did he say that? Yeah. Remember? I love it. Remember, Ma? I, I, I love it. Remember. Great. You're a school teacher. You don't. I know love that. it. By the way, ironically, since you sent me to therapy, we've cracked a bunch of shit this week, and I've been talking through a lot of things. And I, I, I complained, actually. I, I told the therapist, I said, yo, a light has been put out in my fire. I said, when I used to write comedy or I would write, there was a fire in my belly. And I, could, it, I couldn't get shit down fast enough on the page. And today, ironically enough, today is the first day in a long time that I've been firing pen to paper. 
and feeling like, oh shit, I, I hope I can read this when it's done because I'm scribbling fast. Like I haven't had this feeling of writing and I'm hoping I gotta just continue this, I gotta continue this crack through of, of my, of my, whatever it is. I got it, whatever it is, existential search, whatever you want to call it. I have to continue to shake this up, whatever this straight line rut was. And I think honestly, moving out of that shithole apartment, that's not a, it's a beautiful apartment, but it's a, it's a dungeon next to the pool with these people walking on top of me now. And as soon as I shake that up, I think I'm going to crack open a whole nother realm, you know, and we've been talking about it forever. But I'm finally just, I yeah. really feel like I'm there. Like, I feel uh, like I'm. You, you just get, get, you gotta get out of that, the whatever, the, not the penthouse, what but the, uh, do is the apartment to. penthouse. You gotta get out of that fucking lifestyle. You gotta get out of that lifestyle. You gotta get out of that, that atmosphere. Environment. You're in a, you're, you live in California, you live in the darkest hole there. Yeah. You live in a cave. I live in a cave. House. You need to shake it up. No, I'm shaking it. Shake it, shake it up. And listen, listen. I'm shaking it up every t- Go ahead. You can live anywhere you want. You literally could live anywhere you want. You could live here. You could bank everything. You could live at in LA at one of your buddies' eight thousand square foot fucking guest house that would never even know you were there. You can live anywhere you want. You can you know you can go anywhere with what you do. Yep. For a living. I know. You know. So I mean, it's a good time. This is a perfect time for you. This is like. Whatever that is, that, that feeling of uh, like every four years, like when kids are growing up, it's like yeah. graduation, like yeah. from elementary, middle school, there's always graduations, college, high school, grad school, law school, med school, whatever the fuck it is, it's always a graduation. This is a graduation. Totally. For yourself. You turn 50 this year, you've got all these amazing things going on, but in order for you to truly relish in them. And service them. And service them. You've got to give them to yourself. And look at what happened the last day. You know, look at, without saying, you know, who you're meeting with or, or, or who, you know, is, is believing in you. You look at some of the, you know, the best and greatest core value businessmen around that we, that we know and that we've known and that we're, we're starting to work with to some degree. Yeah. And the people that we're getting involved with and we're, we're talking to and we just interact with. These are some of the best and brightest people that you're ever going to meet that truly give a shit about your well-being and what you're doing. They believe in you and what you're putting on paper. So, and they believe in you. I mean, at bottom line, they believe in you. But they truly love the work that you're putting in, the art that you're creating. So you should, you, 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 you know, being open to honoring that to your, for yourself is, is a milestone. And if you recognize that, that that's first step in recovery. So, you know, it's like anything, you know, recognize that shit. And I'm glad that you do. And recognize that I should be, I should feel. You, you should feel, yeah, feel the love, feel the trust. Trust that these people are really giving you the fucking, yeah. their heart and soul too. Yeah. You know, they believe in what you've put down. They're not just doing it because they're doing a favor for me or for you or for dad or for mom or for anything other than you. Yeah. You did this. I got to open up my heart. Bro, you put a piece of paper together. I mean, you, you, you take a blank canvas. You literally take a blank canvas and you create another world on it. Yeah. Every time you put pen to paper, you've created another world for people to go to. And you've created many of them and many great worlds for people to go to. Now it's just, now what's happening is people are recognizing it, but you need to recognize it too. Yeah. You know, don't be so shut off to, you know, uh, you know accepting that love that people yeah. are giving you. Because that, that's the biggest thing with trust is like, 
when somebody, you know, sticks their finger up your nose or tickles your head or, or you know, gives you a nut tap out of love, they really love you. They're not saying, I'm trying to injure you or I'm trying to invade your space or your territory. They're trying to say, I care about you and I want to be closer to you most yeah. of the time. And I uh, threw a girl out of my place years ooh, ago yeah. for putting her finger in my nose. Not that long ago. No, a couple of years ago. It's been like two years. Great girl. She was cool. She and in my psychotic mind, in my sad mind of non-trust, I thought, she, if I told you what I thought, bro, you would have me committed. I, she you had thought a, she was trying to hurt her? You, she, you thought she was not, trying to hurt you? Not just that, but she had like a cousin that was a cop. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, she's going to call her cousin and the cop's going to come. And While her finger was in your nose? No, just like the way she, just, just those were the thoughts that I was having. After you kicked her out? No, like right around that time. Like, so you thought like... You because she had a cop cousin, I already thought I had, was making up a story in my head that this girl, if things go bad, she's going to have her cop cousin come fuck with me. Like that's where my paranoia and my non-trust and my shit from that beating and that it, it all, it all fed it. It Bro, fed it. The paranoia yeah. was, was heavy in my head. Yeah. And I let her go because of that, because of that. Bro, you didn't break up with her. You broke up with your demons from deep down. But you were I, trying to break her off. You didn't break her up. Right, you I broke thought, her off. You got rid of her. You know what I mean? You right. Know? Which was an un, which is a totally unrational, irrational, completely irrational. Thought. You should call her up and tell her you're better. See what she's doing. She's got a baby with somebody else. She's doing great. Cute kid, I bet. I'm sure he has my eyes. Oh yeah, she has. <laughs> She's got those beautiful blue eyes. A lot of kids in LA have beautiful blue eyes. It's crazy. Great eyes. Real, and you're friends with all of them. So I think that uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Therapy. I'm going down a road right now, bro. I'm going through an existential crisis. It's perfect for single Mike anyway, because the arc of single Mike is it, this, this journey of that character of the single Mike character is to come back home. The journey is to find. To reconnect with himself, you know what I mean. That's the existential journey of this guy, you know. And all the comedy that happens is, you know, is what it is. But like at the end of the day, being alone ain't the move. Isolation will kill you, you know. Yo, isolation and, and you got to get before is... you can get with somebody else. You got to get with you, you know. Hundred percent. And so I need to get back with me. And I've been locked up in this freaking rut of, you know. Just non-trust, non-faith, non-receptivity. Uh, you know, I've just been fucking coasting. Coasting. Yeah, you've been getting by. I've been getting by. If you were like a hot model, you'd be getting by on your looks. But uh-huh. you're getting by on your writing uh-huh. and your, and your, your skill and your charm. But, yeah. you know, your, your, your comedy needs the breakthrough. All these breakthroughs are going to come at once. They're coming. And, I and feel them. Yeah, yeah. You're already breaking through. Comedy, you're breaking through. You've been having little breakthroughs. And you, the funny thing is, is that it's like being caught in one of those haunted house mazes. It's like you know there's an exit. You know there's an exit. But it's fucking scary at every turn. Every now and then you get a little respite and a breather and like a corner and you know everything else is going around you. And then you run and then you're in the mix of, of the matrix again of darkness and scariness and people screaming at you and whatnot. But you know that it's all fucking fake bullshit. Uh-huh. It's all smoke and mirrors. 
And at the end of the day, you're going to walk out and there's fucking cotton candy and candy apples and fucking butterflies outside and sunshine. Yep. And that's, that's what you're in right now is that you're in that. You're in that. You recognize where you're at right now. Hard to recognize that before, but you recognize it now. So you've made leaps and bounds since your first two sessions. So you've had two hours worth of therapy and probably a hundred hours worth of self-actualization. And, and realizing what you you because you're a good, you're a good student, you have a good mind for 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 people that know what the fuck they're doing, like it's like reading a good book, like you love a good book, you love reading, you're voracious at it, and you can regurgitate it, and you 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 have such an articulate mind. This is something that I'm so glad that a I, I'm glad you like the the person that you're seeing, and I I like that you're you're. You're coming back enthusiastic about next steps. Oh yeah, because I'm, I'm totally understanding. And, but you're but you're also a very committed person to certain things in life and relationships, not so much. But I think that you'll find in the long term, short term, with this whole pro going through this process, as you become more open to receiving the love and the trust, that a lot of breakthroughs are going to happen uh, creatively and personally. Yeah. And already you have so much going on. I mean, you're independently fucking like basically a wealthy human being in your own right as a single dude. But that means nothing if you have nobody to share it with or you can't recognize how great it is right. to be in the position that you're in. Totally. Because, you know, A, you know, it takes a lot of hard work and, and, and luck and skill and know-how to get to where you're at. And you have put in... You know, they say 10,000 hours to become an expert in anything. Yeah. Bro, you've put in 100,000 plus. <laughs> you know, of stand-up, of writing. Of it. That's all you do. That's what you do. And that's what you've done for yourself. And nobody's gotten in the way of that. Yeah. And the people that have gotten in the way of that or have been there with you, you know, on a relationship level are, aren't with you. Yeah. And that's a fact. And, and it doesn't mean that they didn't. But every person that I know that has ever been with you has truly loved you. Thanks. And and you are gonna be. I'm a. Pe- I love people. I love people. Yeah, you're a people person. I you're love good with people. No, you but I really love. do. I really love people. I really yeah. see good and you know. Yeah. Every now and then I get mean. No, no. But you reckon you you no, no, But you you know people better than anybody. Yeah. You know shit. You you said things about people to me, and I didn't fucking believe you because I'm so hard headed, and I took it for granted, and I. I, I didn't listen to you, yep. and it's come back and bit me every time. Yeah, literally every time. Not even if it if it's been two seconds. And I meet somebody at a party when I'm with you, and you're like, "Stay away from that motherfucker," or "Yo, that bitch is crazy." Whether it's a day or a fucking twenty years later, you have come back and said, "You should have." You, you, I told you that motherfucker, yeah. and you have absolutely been right a hundred percent of the time. Really? So yeah, your per- yeah, of course, your perception of me. And the way you see me and the way, the way you know me is far better than the way I know myself. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I have I, I have like a controlling attitude sometimes as a big brother that I also need to probably relinquish. I have a little bit of a, you know, we could be open, but there's a there's a dynamic of an older brother and a younger brother where. I my first instinct is to like protect you and like guide you in a way that I think is right, which is not great. To I'm not I'm not your controller. Like I shouldn't be that. I'm not. You know what I mean? You've gone. You go through twenty three out twenty three hours a day without me. You we get one hour together. I shouldn't be having the thought of like this is what's good for you, Rob. 
but my gut on you is pretty damn good. So you, you know, know it. You know it in my tone. You can, bro. I've called you from you're in fucking wherever in L.A. and I'm in. I could be in. I could be anywhere, and you're like you're high. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're you're stoned. Yeah, I could say hello, and you're you're stoned. Yeah, I could tell one drink. I could tell if you're one drink in or three drinks in. Hundred percent. It's, it's you, the easiest thing in the world. You can tell if I'm happy, if I'm sad. Yeah. If some shit just went down. Yeah. How excited I am about stuff. Yeah. You know, you've been my biggest supporter. But, you know, today, this morning, actually, we, you and I talked. And, you know, you, you talked to me about some shit today. Yeah. And it cracked some things open for me today. Good. You actually, you know, I listened. And you remember there was a couple of times you are like, hello? Yeah. Are you there? And I'm like, yeah, I was there. Yeah. I was fucking sitting in my, at my desk, like, taking it all in. Good. I hope you do because, you know, sometimes you would listen when things aren't, you know, going your way and I'd try to say something to you and you'd be listening but kind of listening in a way that you want me to just stop talking, you know? So the truth hurts. The truth hurts. The truth hurts and I have a hard time fucking accepting that shit. I have in the past. Now I've, I've, it's almost like I I revel in it now. Good. It's weird. It's like, because I was so hard at it, I was tough, whatever you want to call it. You wouldn't want to admit when things weren't good. You are the type of person your whole life you've been like this. You, we, no matter how things are going, you will say, it's good. everything's great. Everything's great. It's all good. It's great. And by the way, millions of people are like that. Friends of mine are like that. But you can't fool me. Like, you're never going to fool me. I can hear it in your voice. I can hear it in your one word. You know what I mean? So it only... And by the way, we've all done it before. But I'm saying you've gone long stretches of saying things are good when they're really not that good. You know what I mean? And so you have to own that. You got to take that and you got to kill the ego in you, you know, because you're all good anyway and you're going to be all good and everything is all good. But you've gone through phases of trying to say everything's great when it's not, you know, so you need, you need, you need that lesson. (laughs) You need. Who's that, Winnie the Pooh? It's just an animal that I drew. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I didn't hear a word you said. And I don't. I do listen to you. I mean, I do listen. No, you got to do that for yourself, bro. You can't just put on, you can't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be that fake guy that's like, everything's amazing. It's great. If it's not, you know what I mean? You don't have to give everybody the business of what is going on in your life. But I'm saying you don't have to be with me and the people who are going to help you and be closest to you and look out for you. Don't try to fool me. Bro, I teared up at my CPA's office. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I ain't all fucking hide shit. And that's my point, is that it was a kind of a, a half-hearted joke. But the fact is, is like, there, nothing's ever, ever as great as you want it to be. But you have to, you know, I am a feel-good kind of person. I'm a fucking holistic, loving human being. And when things don't go right for me, things aren't, aren't flowing the way I want them to flow, because of the way I am, because of my nature, I internalize a lot of that shit. Because if I let it get to me, I'll be a hurricane inside the house. Right. And so I have to be, you know, maintain, right. you know, a certain, uh, you know, just level-headedness about it. So when people are telling me the God's honest truth, I mean, not many people do, but you do, and maybe you know, Michelle and a couple other people in my life. But when you tell me that stuff, in the past, it's been hard to hear. It's yeah. been hard, really hard. I mean, I hear it, but it's hard to 
it's it's hard to 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 retain that and absorb it and yes. do something with it, right? Because I don't want I don't want to hear the truth. Right. It's like getting, it's like getting beat up or something. Yeah. You don't want to admit that you just got beat up. You yeah. just got you know held down on the ground by Alan McNeil in third grade. I get yeah, it. I have to admit, I you know he held me down. And made, I got I it. Never said uncle, but he did hold me down. I had to come to school my, and push him into a bush. Yeah, and right. I became good friends with him. Yeah, and, you know, and, and and it was all good. But but. Yeah, you have to understand that I was, I'm different. I'm a different kind of person, just genetically, and so the way I look at things is from a different, you know, it, from a different prism. You know, I look at it like tough. I don't have the oratory skills that you do. I mean, I speak a lot now, but when I was younger, I didn't. So I think a lot of that still is a part of me. Where when I'm hearing something, I'm hearing something. I can't retort back, or I can't, I can't argue that point, or I'm not. Because I just wanted to fucking shut down and beat somebody up. Right, but we're talking about two different things here. We're talking about your about your communication skills and your internalization of of when you know you internalize a lot and it can build up and you end up you know hurting bring, bring, hurting somebody and bringing the house down. Yeah. And I'm talking about all that is something you need to that you're getting better at. But I'm talking about the putting up an image that isn't true. Oh. And I'm that. talking about you know. We're all better when we fail and come back. I failed 50 times. You know what I mean? I fucking bombed a hundred times on stage. You know what I mean? So when people are like, you ever bombed? I fucking bombed a thousand times. You know what I mean? I can't wait to bomb. I've bombed. I've fucking, I've taken money from a deal I got and gone flat broke to having $500 left in the bank and, you know what I mean? Parachuted out and didn't know where I was going to end up. We've all, everybody yeah. at every level has yeah. lost it. Fit. But, you know, for you, you, I think it'd be a good breakthrough for you to be like, just to own some things that may have not gone your way and just fucking own it to yourself and to me or, you know, you've kind of owned it to me, but like, yeah. it's just for your own, cause you're on another path now. That's a beautiful path. You can own the fucking old shit that you might have mistakes you might have made, whether in business or personal things that were going on. It's okay to own those things and say I fucked up. You know, I was talking, I had a meeting today with that guy and we were talking about you, how you sold your business and he asked how you're doing. I said, you're doing great now. He said, it's funny because your brother, he, so he goes, you know, Rob, he's a creative. He's like, your brother's like a creative. You know, he's in a perfect zone right now, being the guy that's holding business together, going state to state, commun- you know, talking to all the top people. By the end of the weekend, they're just in love with them. They want to sign on for business. That's your zone. Yeah. You know, you're a creative. You're not an administrative. And oh, those two types of people don't don't usually right. exist within each other. No. They don't usually. Know. Once in a while, you'll get a guy... You know, there's some people that can kind of be administrative, yeah. but also creative. They're out there. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're Far not. They're not wired. They're not. Not, not, not many. There's less wired that way than Jesse. If Jesse back in his day didn't have his partner like in his jet company, who Jesse? Jesse was me in the jet company. Yeah, he might have been still living on a couch. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. But he had an administrative component that fed his creative genius that got him to Perfect be. Match. You know. Um, a multi gazillionaire doing you know entrepreneurial beast. Yeah. But um, but that's a good thing for you to now know you are a creative, not an administrator. Yeah, no shit. But what what gave you so much heart palpitations and was stress was the administrative. Fuck yeah. Compounded with not wanting to say anything to me or mom or let any of us know what was going down, what how it was all going down. You know what I mean? You yeah. Do, because there's an ego. 
Totally. Which everyone has an ego, but your ego was was getting it in the way of it. And by the way, my other friends, uh, you know, E and other friends of mine, they've gone through the shit and been like, everything's cool, everything's cool. You know, meanwhile, their businesses are fucking some, you know, some major crisis is going on in yeah. business. Listen, I'm not in the the business world, so it's easy right. for me to just talk. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? I'm in a different. I'm in a creative world. It's it's right. it's show business for sure. There's business, yeah. and I'm believe me, I'd have a lot more money in the bank if I had some damn business sense. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. But you saying I'm you think I'm more like you in that sense that I have that creative because we you and I when we collaborate on stuff. It yeah, works, you're it's seamless. Right. You're. So I, I think I have. I, I think I agree with you because I find that. I find that my, when I when I have my yeah, I mean look at me I mean you know second city alum I have you know just started jumping back into that mix a little bit um, yeah there's I something mean, there, in there's, you there's something in me creatively that wants to come out hundred percent yeah I was just thinking about picking up the guitar today you've been in more movies than Stevie Gunman <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Gunman's been in three movies you've probably been in four you know yeah, what I mean been like in a lot more than that yeah you know what I mean like but, there's um, a creative beast inside you that wants to get out there always has been yeah. You know, you've been funny as shit your whole life. We have completely different comedy styles. Right. You know what I mean? But you have a Steve Martin-ish thing where you can be silent and funny. You can just make a little funny move and be funny. You know what I mean? You, you, mm-hmm. you got your own rhythm. Thanks, you got, Mike. You, yeah, you got your own creative oh, thanks, Mike. brilliance. Thanks, Mike. And that's going to serve you for the rest of your time in business. Oh, thanks, Mike. But... It's okay to admit the faults that went down back in the day because you will even, you know, still once in a while to me, I feel like you'll still be like, you know, fuck that. I, you know, it wasn't my fault that I did this or the business. The bottom line was you ran your own company for 20 years. Most people don't ever get a chance to do that. You ran it successfully for a long time. When the shit got heavy, you went to Creative Rob and you went to the Rob that wants to go hang out with people in Detroit and kick it and be the mayor and everyone loves you and you know you want to be flowing and I didn't want to. That's who I am. No, no, but still, that wasn't serving your business. It wasn't serving your your administrative business. You you ran to the creative guy. True. You ran to the creative side of you because that feels good and that's the good feeling. Mm. And you thought maybe it would turn into some business on uh, some level. No, no, no. I don't. I, 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 I would have to disagree, agree, disagree to some degree because I went ahead and I was doing business downtown and I was getting the work downtown. But it was never enough work to be worth what no, you truly should no, have been. You know what though? In retrospect, it wasn't. I agree. And it, and, it, and it definitely took away from the kind nut. of the core of what I was doing with Young and Sons. But I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I hadn't taken that step. And that was a leap of fucking faith of, of working with something that was bigger than, than, than the individuals that were a part of it. Because now what's happening in downtown Detroit, I can say, I work with this guy. I can make a phone call and be a part of something that is forever going to change the face of the city from an industrial revolution side. I can say that, and to me, that's worth it. Yeah. Because in the long run, there's gonna be a legacy, and I'm gonna be a part of what's going on downtown, because more times than 100, I've saved probably the biggest part of what's going on in downtown Detroit from being you know, a, a, you know, a spectacle. Right. I've done a lot of things that, ha- that people don't know, and that's the best part about it, yeah. is that I, I know what I've contributed, 
And, and, I, and deep down in my heart and soul, to me, that's, that was worth everything yeah. to me because I knew that I was being a part of something at the beginning when nobody else believed in it, and I believed in it. I was one of the few that had a seat at the table yep. that was invited to the table. I didn't push myself in. I didn't pry myself in. I didn't pay myself in. I didn't kiss ass on the way in. I didn't fucking do anything weird on the way in other than get simply Introduced. an invitation yep. to the table. And I proved myself. I didn't know what it was going to turn into. I didn't know what it was going to be. But downtown was desolate then. It was a fucking concrete desert. And I came in and I work with the people that are working down there now and doing everything great down there. And I was asked to do it, provide a service. And I put my heart and soul into it. Is it something that was, you know, the biggest grandiose thing in the world? No. But did it serve what I was looking for at the time? Yes. Yeah. And Young and Sons at the time that that all happened, I didn't have, it wasn't just me, you know, I can't do everything, but you're right, the fish does swim from the head. I had people that were there that were used to doing other type of work for Young and Sons. Yeah. And when we turned into doing the commercial type of work and business continuity and specializing in that type of work, everybody had to raise their game and there are certain challenges with that. I wasn't from an administrative standpoint strong in that area to train, to bring more people in, to have that. That's about the same time I started getting looked at as a company that people wanted to buy out or acquire and things like that, about that six, seven years ago. Right. And that was around that time. And so I kept, because I looked at it from a perspective of, this is gonna make Young and Sons more valuable because of the relationships that I have down here and the workmanship that I'm putting into here, because it's so, it's, it's undeniably, you know, doing, you know, good thing, you know, doing good things for people and for myself. And because I was so enthusiastic about that and I wasn't seeing, you know, the thousands of homes that I potentially could have been working on, uh-huh. I was focusing on other stuff. And you're right. I mean, that was an administrative decision I made from an from a administrative position, it may not have been the, the greatest thing, but from a creative and a, and a, and a legacy and a strength of character position and a longevity for the long haul position, yeah. I would rather be a part of what's going on and know that my kids and my grandkids will look at downtown Detroit in 10, 20, 50, 100 years and say, my dad was a part of this resurgence. Yeah. He was a part of, the, he was in the bowels of this place, undercover, under the guise of darkness, rarely seen, never heard, always felt, and doing the right thing by people. Yeah. So for me, that was a big decision I had to make. So I made a big boy decision. Yeah. And yeah. I had a hard, it was a hard pill to swallow when things were tough and I had to borrow or I had to, you know, get more money from the banks or I had to figure it all out. Yeah. And that's, you know, listen. That's just the price of doing business. That's a, the price of doing business. And at the end of the day, you know, if I was in a different position or I, I made some other executive decisions, who knows if it would still be Young and Sons. Yeah. I don't know. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I, I, I couldn't ask for a better, you know, move. So, a better move um, in my life. And uh-huh. yeah, there's some residual bullshit that goes on with that. But you know what? In the long run, you clear it up. It's all getting cleared up, and it's all good. And in the long haul, I mean, it's going to be bigger and brighter than ever. Yeah. Listen, I, it wasn't. Uh, it, it wasn't. Um, 
it wasn't easy. Hell no. It did. It definitely took its toll. But I gotta tell you, it's a beautiful fucking thing to be able to go downtown and walk around and, and hold my head up high and knowing that when that phone call rings, they're fucking superheroes like myself and my company that can take care of anything under the guise of darkness. How great. And keep that place moving and shaking like it is. How great does it feel coming out of that hole, that dark place, and just soaring into the. It's, like, it's almost like a. It's almost like a lesson that anyone should learn in a business school at a TED talk. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. weather the storm. Yeah. And if your heart's in the right place, you're gonna end up in the right on the right path. Hundred percent. You weathered the shit out of that storm. You yeah. were knocked out down from it. Yo, and you know what? You came out like fucking and, Ali. And we're all the haters. We're all the haters. Fuck them. Yeah. I said fuck you, and I'm moving on. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the people that. Didn't think it was the right thing, this and that. You know, fuck you. Right. Fuck it. I just did it. Yeah. I did it because in my heart of hearts, that's the way I've sort of ran yeah. my... Listen, Young and Sons wasn't supposed to be as successful as it was. I was happy with a few air movers and you know, <laughs> half a dozen dehumidifiers because I only had enough room, you know, like the kitchen, you know? And it grew and it grew and it grew, which is great. But you know what? I didn't like... I didn't... You know, I was, I was getting all the phone calls. Right. I was doing all this shit. You know, today is a different animal. I'm getting calls for jobs in California, Florida, Louisville, Southfield, Detroit, Texas, and and I'm here. And I can be wherever I need to be to maintain those relationships. Back for the last 20 years, it's been maintaining relationships here. Here only. And those relationships, those guys know I'm here for them. They know that I... Yeah, those guys. When I saw, I saw Jim and Dan yesterday, yeah, uh, you know, and I and, and it, was, it was all love, you know. I mean, of course, it was fucking great, and it was. They want and, you to spread your wings and do your thing. They, 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 yeah, they nothing but love. And I and I want the same for them. I want them to do well. They know that I'm there for them, and and they couldn't do as well as they do and have business continuity and their tenants happy if it wasn't for me. And I, and I don't take that lightly. I honor that. That's why I get to know all the tenants. And I get to know all the you see me how I am downtown. It's like the mayor, second coming of a mayor is coming down the street. <laughs> Nobody knows more people than my brother in Detroit. It's, it's just great. a simple, awesome fact. It's great. And I thank my lucky You should stars. think about being a mayor, coming mm-hmm. down. I think I'll my, be a corrupt mayor. Uh, <laughs> you got a bag of money? No, no. But I think I, I, when I, like I had Ian downtown the other day. And he was with me. He just, you were downtown. Yeah, we, of course. We were, we, and we were, you were up in the office and I took Ian down to the lobby and he went and get, you know, grabbed a burger or whatever. I mean, it took us a half hour to get back upstairs because we were talking to everybody. Everybody. He can't believe him. And he was loving up. it. And I love showing the kids that. I yeah. love them knowing that. If I was doing young and stuff, they don't want to go into a house fire or a basement flood. They, Hell they no. But they want to be downtown. They want to be a part of that. They know that how proud I am of what I do and, and, and that I don't take liberties with it, that I take it so seriously. And, and I'm up 24-7 sometimes because of it. But they know the passion that I have. And they know what the historical meaning of it behind me is. And, and I know that's what it means for you know some of the guys downtown too. So we're sort of like this... You know, it's like we're, we're no, we we're not like a team. We are a team, but we're like all these like-minded individuals that you. Know, we don't have to say it. We can just kind of look at each other, and we know that no matter what, we're there for each other, lift each other up. And one of us isn't isn't you know a hundred percent that day. We'll be a thousand percent better for because of that, and we'll lift them up. And they, you'll never know that there's a weak person in the room. That's or, exactly what I'm looking for for single Mike. It's just like-minded people. It's funny that you said that because I talked to Jerry. Called me today. 
uh-huh. Jerry, my boy Jerry Ferrara. Yeah, you know. And Jerry originally, when I did Single Mike, he was the inspiration behind the character Jeremy, because uh-huh. Jerry, before he got engaged, before he got married, he was courting his girl, and he was like stressing. He was just like trying to get her, and you know, asking me all these questions. Like, should I text her? Is texting communicating? He was the actual inspiration for the sizzle reel. So I wanted his opinion today on what I should do with this thing when people are starting to throw money and say, let's do this. And he was like, 100% go for it. He's like, I'm in the middle of developing with these different companies right now and it's a nightmare. He's like, 100% take it out. Worst case, you make money on your VOD. You know what I mean? You get people to just pay to watch an episode, just like Louis C.K. did with his stand-up. What do you mean, your VOD video? VOD. Under- if you want to see Single Mike, I had badass half hour. Boom! You got to pay one night dollar off two ninety nine to watch it on iTunes. That's the last case scenario. Yeah, but I mean, you'll. You, I mean, but it'll be on Hulu or Netflix or one of those well, stations. Well, yeah, if, but I'm saying in the worst case, we don't sell to Netflix. We don't sell to Hulu. If one of those that we love doesn't buy it, we end up – it just becomes a revenue stream. Yo, impossible that it doesn't become I – mean, I think it's fucking- impossible, but you know what, bro? I don't put anything past executives. How many gr- No, no, no. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, not- so we, we go after the Larry Davids and the, and, the, and the Larry Charles and we go after the Seinfelds and we go after these guys that have had that success. Go for the, we're going to shoot for the stars, man. No, of course, we're but I'm gonna, saying in my mind. We're going to settle for some executive that has no creative juice inside of them. That's not what I'm talking about. going to fucking make it. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying it's all good. I'm saying at the worst case scenario, we keep all the money. Like if you get 50,000 people to pay $3 to watch single mic, you just got a million and a half dollars into your account. You know what I mean? I don't know if you just did the math right or wrong. 50000 times $3. Isn't that? That's $150,000. No, no. 50000 times 3 is, that's 53 times. 50 twice is 100. <laughs> and 53 times, you take 50 and you put another 50, that's 100. What's, 50, 50, what's 50 times 6? 300000 50 times 6 is 300. Okay, so yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Where was my math at? So $6. To watch an episode for Vertigo six bucks. Math. Vertigo math. is 300000 We've already doubled our money, tripled our money on an episode. Yeah, but that's bookkiss. It ain't happening. Right. You're not getting it. I mean, so why shoot for the basement when you can shoot for the stars? You know what I mean? You got fuel in your tank. You're not going to fucking fire it down. I think Hulu is the place for this. I think it's Hulu. I think it's Netflix. <clears throat> Yo, if, 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 first of all, can you? if you're a human being right now, if I'm just a human being, out there in the world, listening to this podcast. Yeah, can I download Mike? Can I download Single Mike? Single Mike? You can watch Single Mike if you go to Funny or Die and you type in Single Mike with Mike Young. It'll come up. So if you go to Funny or Die, Funny or Die, Will Ferrell's company. If go you go to Funny or Die and you go to Single Mike, you can watch it for free. Yeah. Okay, that's the pilot episode. It, no, that's the concept sizzle reel. Okay, that's the concept. It's a twelve-minute show, and I, I, go watch it. You're if, gonna love it. Okay, if, if I was if I was a if I was a civilian walking down the street listening to your podcast yeah. right now, and and I wanted to watch it and I didn't have access to Funny or Die, can I simply Google single, single mic. mic? Yeah. I can Google single has, mic. But everyone, if you have the internet, you got Funny or Die. It's just a, it's not. A Is paid. it free? Yeah. Okay, so go to Funny or Die, or just Google single mic. Yeah, you'll, you'll see it. And you'll see the sizzle reel. Yeah. This is the concept sizzle reel 
for a television show that's going to be made. This is the raw story. Of, uh, this is the the. Uh, it's the impetus for impetus. what's coming. It's it's my concept for my R-rated Seinfeld. Um, Anyway, let's wrap it up. It's we're over an hour. Are we over an hour? Yeah, we're only a minute over an hour. Yo, maybe we should do. We should maybe we should have a podcast called Brothers, and all brothers, people who have brothers, can tune in, and we just we just talk brothers. Oh, brotherly love, brotherly brotherly fights, brotherly bullshit. Oh, brotherly. Yeah, we'll just start a brother podcast. I like the brother podcast. All right, Um, I'm gonna wrap this up. Yeah. Um. At the real Mike Young on Instagram, Coco Casino in Lauderdale. If your gigantic monstrous building is got a problem, you call Blue Team. That's the only or, company. Or, or a senior community. Or a senior community. If any any commercial major player at major situation, God forbid, happens of a fire, flood, damage, mold, any of that, Blue Team is the only company that you call. Blue Team Restoration. I'm Mike Young. It's my brother Robert Young. And check out stories that need to be told. And Single Mike. And Single Mike. Make sure you look up Single Mike. Google it. Single Mike on Funny or Die. Peace. Take me back when I was a kid. Take me Never back Never had now. to worry about what I did. The one time I'm a man two. now. Check it out. Now. Gotta the get it down. No sound. time for fun down now. now. Take me back uh, when I was a kid. Two. Never had to worry about what I did, but I'm a man now, what's the plan now?